Welcome to Hakol Radio's Top 3 segment, where we discuss the top three news stories of the day. Hakol Radio, powered by the Muncie Mavasser and broadcasting live from Schlerko Studios in Muncie, New York. Number 1 The question of who is responsible for bringing cocaine into the White House remains unresolved. According to three Secret Service officials familiar with the investigation, the Secret Service inquiry has concluded without the discovery of any viable forensic or video evidence to identify the individual involved. The substance, found in a small plastic bag in a storage cubby at the White House, allegedly, on, su- on a Sunday evening earlier this month, underwent extensive testing and analysis at two federal laboratories. However, no usable fingerprints or DNA were found, the officials disclosed. On Wednesday, the Secret Service received the results of tests conducted by the FBI, which revealed the absence of latent fingerprints and insufficient DNA for investigative purposes. The agency also reviewed security camera footage, but it did not yield any leads for the investigation, as stated by the Secret Service in a statement released on Thursday. In the absence of such physical evidence, the investigation has reached a dead end. Secret Service officials acknowledged that it would be impossible to pinpoint the person of interest from, from the numerous individuals who passed through the vestibule where the cocaine was discovered. The prevailing theory is that the substance belonged to one of the many visitors who had access to the building over the weekend and not a member of the Biden family or administration. Number 2 The New York City Council voted on Thursday. July 13th to override Mayor Eric Adams' veto of bills aimed at expanding the use of housing vouchers despite concerns from the Adams administration about the potential cost to the city, estimated at $17 billion. Last month, the mayor signed an emergency order eliminating the 90-day requirement to stay in a homeless shelter in order to receive city FEPS vouchers. However, he vetoed the remaining bills in, in the legislative package. The city council has previously expressed its intention to override the veto and proceeded to pass the bills into law. These measures seek to broaden voucher eligibility to individuals at risk of eviction, eliminate work requirements associated with the vouchers, and increase the income threshold for qualification. The final vote in the City Council was 42 to 8 in favor of overriding the Mayor's veto. The Mayor's office contends that the package of bills could potentially cost the City up to $17 billion over the next five years. In response, Mayor Adams stated that the efforts to house more New Yorkers have been effective, with 500 households becoming immediately eligible for city thefts since the 90-day rule was lifted a few weeks ago. He highlighted the record number of households connected to the permanent housing using city thefts vouchers and an increase of 17% in shelter to permanent housing placements in the previous fiscal year. However, he expressed disagreement with the City Council's decision to allocate $17 billion towards the bills, arguing that it would prioritize individuals and shelters for city thefts vouchers, potentially making it more challenging for them to secure permanent housing. Adams emphasized the administration's commitment to building more housing and addressing exclusionary zoning policies that have hindered the city, city's efforts to meet housing demands. Mayor Adams further mentioned that his administration is currently reviewing options and determining next steps in response to the veto override. Number 3 Federal prosecutors have been conducting an investigation into former President Donald J. Trump's actions to overturn the 2020 election, and they have recently questioned multiple witnesses, including Jared Kushner, Mr. Trump's son-in-law. The prosecutors are particularly interested in determining whether, whether 
President Trump privately acknowledged his loss in the days following the election, according to four individuals with knowledge of the matter. The line of questioning suggests that the prosecutors are seeking to establish whether President Trump acted with corrupt intent as he attempted to retain power based on the premises that his efforts were knowingly built on falsehoods. This evidence could significantly strengthen any potential case against him. Jared Kushner testified before a grand jury at the federal courthouse in Washington last month. According to a person familiar with the matter, Kushner maintained that he believed President Trump genuinely thought the election was stolen. The fact that Mr. Kushner has been questioned indicates that the federal investigation, led by special counsel Jack Smith, is penetrating the inner circle of individuals closest to President Trump. Prosecutors are weighing whether to bring charges against the former president in connection with his promotion of baseless claims of widespread voter fraud and his attempts to obstruct or delay the certification of Joseph R. Biden Jr.'s Electoral College victory. Spokespersons for both Mr. Kushner and President Trump did not provide a comment when approached via email. In addition to Kushner, the special counsel's office has recently interviewed other individuals in President Trump's circle who interacted with him in the weeks following the 2020 election. Some of these individuals may have more damaging accounts of President Trump's conduct. conduct. Alyssa Farah Griffin, the White House Communications Director at the time, has been questioned by prosecutors. She previously recounted her conversation with President Trump after the election to the House Select Committee on January 6, stating that he said to her, Can you believe I lost to Joe Biden? Ms. Griffin interpreted the statement as an acknowledgement of his defeat, while others claim it was just a statement of wonder. Thanks for tuning in to the Top 3 segment live on Hako Radio, and have a great day.